0: Hey everyone, we are back with episode three of Kyle's dope ass pod. Um, the first, the first pod, you met Jody from Saskatchewan, uh, and she was a trip. And the second pod was a, a point counterpoint uh, about um, the Chris Middleton situation and, and what the Bucks should be doing going forward. Um, and but you know, this isn't really a sports pod. That just was you know the topic of the day, but. I am here, um, episode three, I'm here with uh, an old friend, um, and I'm here with Kyle Fierick. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. And so uh, one of the other installations I want to do um, on, on Kyle's Dope-Ass Pod is uh, segments called A Couple of Kyle's. And so I know so many awesome, like, just rad Kyle's in my life and a ton of them are either in the beer or music industry um which is is crazy um and that's awesome but conspiracy yeah it must be (laughs) but most kyle's i know are just like super awesome people um and you are one of those people um and so here we are here we are here we are having a beer
1: and talking about kyle's
0: you have a beer where did you get a beer (laughs) i know
1: a guy that brews
0: beer (laughs) So, um, anyway, uh, thanks again for coming
1: by. And, um,
0: Absolutely. So, we've known each other for quite some time, more than half my life. Right, I have so known you.
1: 22 years. Is that right? I think 22. so. 22? I just did some quick math. 22 carried, years. Uh, that checks out.
0: Okay, <laughs> yes, that
1: is true. Dominican High School. We, got, we were real excited when we met each other in, at Dominican because we both liked the same music, had a lot yeah, in common. Kyles maybe, have a lot in common. It yeah, just happens.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um do you remember uh we we both went out for the golf team freshman year, and i- I don't remember the name of the coach, but it was it was a large gentleman who owned like a sporting goods store portly yeah and uh and he kept asking all the other kids on the golf team if the Kyles were cheating on their scores. And he really had it out for us because we didn't like want to wear like the right, we wore the, the, the Nike polo shirt and and the the you we know had, Dockers. Like, we had
1: Nirvana shirts on.
0: <laughs> you can't golf in a Nirvana t-shirt. <laughs> you, what what are you doing? You know uh, <laughs>
1: that little gentleman did not know what he was talking about.
0: Do you still golf?
1: Oh yeah, I love yeah. golfing. Yeah, it's uh, uh, very relaxing. It's like a nice, nice walk in the park while getting very frustrated hitting this little fucking ball. Yeah, but it's wonderful. Yeah, somehow. but now,
0: now you know, unlike when we were, you know, freshmen, um, we can rent golf carts and buy beers on the course, so it's more relaxing. Than That's it, the you diggity.
1: Know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that guy, he, he, uh, I didn't make the team, and I was really Me pissed neither. off Me because neither. I was on some leagues in like middle school, and then and then I dinked on the team, and I was so confused and. I mean, I wasn't very good, but no one was very good.
0: You know, it was one of the first times in my life where, like, there was like an a, an authority figure who I think, like, really, like, didn't, you know, wasn't wasn't really doing us any favors. Uh, where it was like, hey, I'm just a kid trying to go do We're the freshmen. golf team, be Doesn't... on the golf team. I was a freshman. Let him in. And and you know, he's trying to ask everyone if we're cheating on our scores you know the funny part was everyone else was cheating
1: everyone else was, and then and then so we scored normal and did we you ever get team. to play
0: that brown deer that rounded brown deer nope me neither nope i, I was See? looking forward to that the the jeez <laughs> the kyle's got it rough man oh man <laughs> but um you know that's okay that's okay um after freshman year, I didn't do any other sports. I I, like, I got a right. job, and then I got into you cops. know, I worked at cops. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then and you know it was like you know working and and concentrating more on music and stuff. You know, I, right?
1: That was that was I was the same. Yeah, I, I didn't play. I played football freshman year, and I was I, I did not want to get off that bench. I was like fuck that. There's like we're playing against like slinger or you like can't, some you some.
0: Can't. You can't swear on the podcast.
1: No, but it's, it's dope ass, is in the, the name of the show. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so we we would play against these big Wisconsin farm towns. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, I'm not getting out there with those guys. I'm going <laughs> to get hurt. Seriously, hurt. And
0: I I When I was a freshman, I came in and I was like 120 pounds and like five. Flowing four. blonde hair parted
1: in the middle. I was middle. like 5'4,
0: 120 pounds. And I'm like, yeah, I I couldn't have played football. No,
1: you would have, no, we, we, it was it was a bad <laughs> idea for me to do so. Um I gave it a whirl. I remember that um I, I was uh one practice was, was there
0: two Was there a like a JV team?
1: There was. There was a JV and yeah. Braces, okay, yeah, okay, And uh and so I I come sort of a practice, right? A little bit late cuz I was getting my braces tightened. Mm-hmm. And so I I get to practice and uh and Bobby Birch uh there was an ambulance there. And I was like, "Oh, this this is this is This is not good." And uh, Bobby Birch had hit uh, one of the Fe- Fess- Fessler,
0: Dan Fessler, Dan
1: Fessler, yeah. yeah, okay, hit him so hard that he that he uh, like we went to tackle him. Dan stopped dead in his tracks, and Bob just smacked him, and so he dislocated his hip. Ooh, that's, so that's
0: a rough one.
1: Uh, but I was getting my braces tightened, so I don't know which is worse. Yeah, have you ever had it? It really hurts.
0: Yeah, for a couple days, it's, your whole mouth is tight. You know?
1: But you know the the hip. Guy, I guess that's a real thing. You know, I must hurt too. Um,
0: so. Yeah. So you played. Okay, you played. Freshman then we got
1: year. out of that. We played music. We did. But did we jam? Um, not until senior year. Or did we jam in freshman year? Uh, I think we had sleepovers freshman year. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we hung out freshman year, and then, and then not so much in the middle couple of years. Right And then not more, that we weren't friendly, but no, um, we just did yeah and then and then senior year, um, we were re- re- really we, rekindled. yeah, we kind of got that uh, the band together, the Wake yeah. up Clayton with uh, me and you and then uh, Dundon Dundon and Bobby Bobby and Birch, Brian
1: and, and Brian and yeah, and uh, the the thing is that the thing is funny that um, the guy who started it was you, me and like Nathan Polish, Polish. And uh, like he wanted to get, he was like kind of instigated it all coming together. Okay, and then we and then we started. Remember that? Yeah, he was gonna be like the singer, and he was. You know, what happened to that? I don't know, but he maybe he didn't have a car, or for whatever reason, then maybe maybe that was just it. It was as simple as that. And so he was out. So then there's you and I, and then we bring the other guys in the fold, and then there we have it. Wake up, Clayton. We yeah. sold, I was some of this today actually. Wake Up Clayton, we, we had you know, Dominican High School, very low number of kids, 450 or something like that, right? Yeah. We sold about 350 or 370 CDs out of our lockers. We did? In senior year. No. Rainy Days, and the second song, really great title, The New One.
0: We didn't have a name for that. No, we, call we called it the, called it new, the one.
1: new one. Yeah, on the CD, it was
0: like. And, well, and here's here's the one that we've been working on for a while, and then we got then, a new we got one. New yeah, one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and Brian would burn all of them at night, and he'd come with his mom's Astro minivan and drop off the bag of CDs. Yeah. And I'd grab them and go to my locker, and we would all. You you had to have sold some of them.
0: No, no, I'm sure I did. I just, um, you know. You're we're talking about 20 we're talking ago. about 20 years ago, Kyle. I don't remember what how many units we moved out of our lockers, <laughs> Jesus. No. Um, so I have a couple of funny stories though about the band that I like Okay. So we used to practice, we'd get out of school and we'd go practice at my mom's house yep. in Fox Point. Yep. And uh I just remember, um, you know, my dad, he, he likes his dad jokes and he, you know, he comes home from work one day and we're making noise down there and he's, he's yelling down the stairs and he's like, Hey, you know, the, the, the dog just, uh, dog just committed suicide because, uh, <laughs> right. cause you guys, you guys are just, he couldn't take listening to you anymore <laughs> and you yell back up. And you're like, okay, it's fine. My my dad owns a funeral parlor. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. Free of charge. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, that, was, that, was, uh, that was funny. A- um, you, we, we, uh, one time we went over to, to Chris's aunt and uncle's and we broke that window pane. We brought the half stack over there and we like shattered some glass in his basement. By you plane? Yeah.
1: Like, was that loud?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you Do not remember that? <laughs> that was your half-stack, wasn't yeah. <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should not have been jamming at uh, Chris's uh, aunt and uncle's house. That was not no. a very jam-friendly space. But your so, mom was, was always more than gracious. Uh, oh, my mom. Yeah, she was great. Oh, she was great. God bless her. Yeah. So, um,
0: uh, now, those recordings you're talking about. So, I remember that you... Okay, there. here was the scenario. Brian was the only one that didn't go to Dominican, uh-huh. and he was at Nicolet,
1: uh-huh.
0: and, and there was always a yearly battle of the bands at Nicolet, and the winner would get, like, uh, whatever, like some comp studio time in town. And um, I just remember you were like, well, there can only be one non-Nicolet member, so we can't bring the whole band, so just me and Brian are just going to go do it. And then uh, I just remember you guys were like, yeah, we s- stuffed some extra uh, votes in the, the box. We-, we won.
1: We got studio time. And we were like, sweet. Uh, Looking back, <laughs> we should not have won. <laughs> we were probably <laughs> one of the worst acts. I mean, we, I mean, no, we weren't. There were some really good acts. Like, Was there? Like, oh, yeah, like full funk bands. Really? Yeah, like really talented musicians.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's Brian and I. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you know, just two, like doing some, like, uh, two guys on acoustic guitars doing some emo hey, shit. can I ask you a question, though? Has... I mean, first of all,
0: fuck Battle of the Bands.
1: Right, those but are stupid.
0: <laughs> has anyone that ever should have won a Battle of the Bands actually won?
1: No. Probably no, not, because they're stupid. No.
0: It's because, like... Whoever some some band is like gets all these people together and they're I like, you know, like you gotta yeah you gotta fucking vote and then somehow somehow some shit ass act, you know, is like wins the battle of the bands
1: and it's uh And you that's know. exactly how we won. <laughs> Except for, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't have, we didn't bring a whole shit ton of people voting for us. We brought one guy and he went around the, the, the cafeteria where they had the battle of bands. And all the people that and didn't they, care? Yeah. They threw them their, around the had table? Their, they had care. their ballots down. So yeah. he would pick them all up and write our names on it and stuff the fucking box. And so we won because of Chris Dundon. Chris oh. Dundon voted for us about 132 times. Wow. <laughs> so we got to go and record. With Z? Z? Z studio. Is that guy still there? I don't know. I, I actually looked it up, and and Where was uh, that on, on uh, he, Mitchell Street? Yeah, and he's. I think he's still there. Doesn't have much of a web web, web presence at all. No, he wouldn't. No, no. he wouldn't. No, <laughs> and uh, uh, but I think he's still there. I would love to go back in that studio just to like oh, God, see it. So it was a good fun. studio. for It what was. I it
0: was nice. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> I, remember <laughs> <laughs> I remember my favorite. My favorite part. So the first. Um, the first time we went there, um, and we did those two songs, right? Yep, Ready yeah. Days and the new one. Yeah, and um, that went smoothly. And then I think maybe with, like, proceeds from selling some of these? That's exactly what it is. We booked some more time, and and then we went back, and it was absolutely not productive whatsoever. It's terrible. Nothing ever came out of it. Nope. And, and then Chris's parents were in town from California yep. and they dropped by the studio which was weird in and of itself and you didn't know you were in a vocal booth and you didn't know the the mic was live and you were on the phone with whoever you were dating at the time and you were like I don't know it's it's weird Chris is, Chris is dad's here he's old it's I don't know I, it's weird and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you came in,
1: you, we were all like, oh, God. <laughs> that was a classic foot in the mouth. I remember coming out of there and everyone's looking at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not good. That was not good. But uh, that was funny, though. Looking was, back it it at it, it was
0: hilarious.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's a comedy movie. Yeah. We had a lot of those moments.
0: Yeah, a lot. Wake sure. Up
1: Clayton. So Dominican High School was great. Wake Up Clayton. Then, then uh, what else we got?
0: well um I would you know before um before all the social media stuff got like prominent, you know most people from high school for a good i don't know five to ten years mm-hmm. i didn't yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i didn't i don't right you know before like before you, MySpace, before you find like kinda... <laughs> yeah before you find like all these people on on Facebook and whatnot um I didn't. I didn't know where what what almost anyone was doing, and I would occasionally see you um, at the Jazz Estate at the mm-hmm. chicken? Uh, Static Chicken shows on Tuesday nights. God, that was good times. Oh God, those were the best times. Those were. It was so much fun.
1: Erotic Adventures um, of the Static Chicken.
0: Yeah, and uh, just amazing. Like we used to just be able to like. Was there even a cover? Like five bucks. Was no, it was a, free. It, that was was free. a stick. it was a free. and now Chris is in the record company opening for Bob Seeger and whoona everyone and on all the late night shows and we used to just be able to just walk into the jazz estate go yep. see Chris
1: Voss every week at set break we would go i'd go in the backyard quite a few times with those guys and have a good time and then go back in yeah. and uh it's crazy to see Chris now on um all these late night shows and yeah, it's tour with Bob Seeger opening mm-hmm. up. It's it's incredible. That's like a huge. <clears throat> but he um, he was doing this like you know the the music that he's writing is not different than what he was writing when he was in Milwaukee. And yeah,
0: I mean when he had Freshwater and uh, invade Rome right. that morphed into invade Rome and um, I don't know they, they they you know I mean the Tuesday too- night thing at the Jazz Estate was more kind of free free flowing well it was all all improv yeah but 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 his um but his like written stuff for his actual bands um yeah it it wasn't all that different from what he's doing in the record company i think plenty of people knew like yeah it's if this guy catches a break it's over like he's gonna you know he's got it
1: it's he he did it he had it. He always had it. You know, everyone was always impressed with like with his singing yeah. and uh with his guitar playing and then, you know, the thing that changed is he he moved to LA. And it's just amazing to me that, that he's writing, you know, not that the same music, but you know, like it's still Chris Voss. Same same oh, yeah. you know. Um and and now he's like touring and opening up with Bob Seeger and everything. I just it's world tour yeah it's yeah. it's it's crazy i mean you know, milwaukee is really good for a lot of things uh and it can offer musicians some things um but that in my mind is an example that just goes to show you what happens when you move out of milwaukee and move to a, a big city not that everyone's going to get that break but my point is that he was in the same thing basically here and there
0: yeah so um i, I have an opinion though like okay fair enough. Like, a lot of people are like, okay, the Milwaukee scene sucks. Uh, or like, I'll never, you know, it's never going to happen for me if I live here. And my problem with that train of thought though, is that like in this day and age, A, you can get your music out digitally anywhere. And B, um, I just like, Buy a van and go on tour. I mean, I don't understand. People are like, yeah, we had to move to New York, LA, Chicago, Austin, Nashville. Fuck that, dude. Get in a van. You can go to all those cities and you don't have to pay $1,500 a month to live in New York with rats and roaches and like uh, four roommates and your portion of rent is $1,500 a month and like who the fuck, who wants to do that? That's... I think that,
1: I dude. think the key is to hiring a good publicity company. Sure. If you have a good public, you know, a publicity company, and they'll they take your music from Milwaukee and put it just in the same pot that, that they're pushing as LA and everywhere else, then you're just as likely to get big. Like for example, Justin Vernon, uh, Bon Iver, yeah. yeah, yeah, he yeah. never um, never left Wisconsin. Didn't he? No. No. Not, that I, not that I'm aware of. He always lived in Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. Except for he did tour, like you're saying. Right. And my guess is that he put his music in the hands of a really good publicity company. Right. And so they pushed the hell out of it. And
0: I, I just think like sometimes there's too much onus on like where someone's out of. And it's like, even if you're out of New York or L.A., it's like, yeah, okay, this band's from L.A. But like individually, where is this band from?
1: Well, isn't is it more interesting if Missouri you're not Missouri and yeah, Louisiana yeah, right, and right.
0: Florida and, like, it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and why why not push where you're actually from? Like, why, you know. Right. Why L.A.? Because cause other good known, known bands are from L.A., but that's kind of lame. Yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee's just fine. It's just you have to have the right connections, like in any industry, to really, really make it. How did you guys, in the Delta routine, how did you get uh, that the song on the Miller commercial, right?
0: Yeah. Um, How'd that play out? Well, um, that played out... Um, basically, they... Whatever company was like hired to do that like Brewers-Miller-like commercial... Uh, approached us and said we want to like, I, I don't know how they even found the song, I don't know
1: but so they are just... like,
0: hey, we like this song for the commercial at the time, none of our at the time, our, our maybe some of our stuff was in the Warner Chapel uh, catalog at that point but but that, that song was old it was like so old it was not in the Warner Chapel catalog it was not they didn't have to go through any licensing. They just went through us.
1: So where that that company um, that went through Delta Routine with the band, where where were they based out of?
0: Oh, I don't know. That's uh, that would
1: be my question. Probably you know? Chicago
0: okay. marketing company. Okay. Um that was hired I I but I don't really know, but um that company, yeah, that company was hired to do the commercial and they contacted us and wanted to use the song and then there was an agreement that company also was hired then to do the Summer Shandy Line and Kugel's commercial and they wanted another song. Uh-huh. And uh that and the song they wanted that was through Warner Chapel. So they had to go through the licensing agreement stuff. The first one, the Brewers Miller Lite commercials, um that was a straight up deal just with us. Because we awesome. owned we owned the rights to that, and so um, it's funny we didn't make that much more money on uh, on the um, on the Line and Kugel song, although it cost that company significantly more money to get that song. Right, of course. The, whoever, what was it, the Warner Brothers? Warner Chapel is or, like the Warner, chapel, Warner Brothers okay. licensing, uh, uh, so they had to chapel. pay them
1: their dues to get the song. Cause it was-
0: so yeah, so there's you know, so they want this song and they have to pay X amount of money. Now, the the reason you want your stuff in the Warner Chapel is because like in that catalog is like yeah they're gonna take their cut and then and then like your rep's gonna get his cut and like you get it's it's stupid like how much money gets cut out right till it, until oh, it course. gets to
1: you just like spotify now
0: but <laughs> they also like just having it in that catalog it like can get shopped where like you what i don't i don't have a platform to like shop my tunes if i'm not if, if they're not with the licensing right. thing so so um there's it's like yeah, they took a huge cut, but maybe I wouldn't have gotten any money. Like that yeah. thing never would have happened if if it
1: wasn't in that catalog. So, you know, I saw a thing from Spotify recently that that the artist gets like I get 0.04 cents. I don't know if that's 100% accurate. I'll put that out there, but I did see this <laughs> this thing on the internet, right? Like all different distribution companies and what the artist actually gets and 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 for Spotify it was cents and uh i'm just wondering like as you're talking how much they give to like how much spotify pays whomever like mine's probably through um i think bmi but i wonder how like how much gets taken out before that 0.04 gets sent to me in a, in, in a check oh uh, most of it <laughs> yeah. it's probably a full cent uh yeah yeah first. <laughs> so um
0: yeah that's funny so, yeah, both of us have, you know, since since kind of playing together in high school, gone different routes. And it's funny, though, that, like, uh, that both of us have worked with, like, it's kind of almost, though, come full circle where, um, you know, our bass player, Evan, from, uh, mm-hmm. Evan Paidon from mm-hmm. Delta Routine... You've used him on recordings and... Gigs. gigs. Mm-hmm. Um You've recorded with Mike Hoffman. Yep. Um, who, well, started as, like, the producer, and, right. you know, he did all the sound engineering and produ- production work for Delta, and then after a couple of of uh, lead guitar,
1: right, you know, and ins and outs,
0: then we're, you know, Mike knew all our tunes, he... he produced it all and we're you know he just it just made sense for him to
1: yeah he's great, great guitar player
0: yeah for sure um so it's kind of funny how then uh you know our musical paths you know came back together crossed yep. you know crossed all those years later <laughs>
1: yeah um well in the in the uh uh you know evan's a uh, hell of a player as you know he played yeah. drums along with him oh, on bass man. And, I was
0: spoiled for for ten <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, totally.
1: He is uh, he's a very very he's tasteful, a monster. yeah, tasteful monstrous <clears throat> musician, and um, uh, yeah, it's 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 cool to see like you know what where where we each went where we each went with uh, with our music, you you with Delta and, and a couple other bands, and then uh, me doing kind of my my solo thing and and uh, hiring all these different musicians and some of them you know that played with you. Yeah, and uh, and now you know we, we we should play together again. Still,
0: you know we we got together a couple times last year, and uh, we had some good stuff. I and we got back together your wife with
1: Cole. seemed to seem to dig it
0: with uh, with Brian and Bob.
1: Um, yeah, Chris Dundon's in Vietnam now, so that's yeah. So
0: of, that we. Um, we're starting a GoFundMe to get the band back together. So uh, whatever round trip, t- you know, tickets to, you know, from from Vietnam, from Vietnam to like Chicago, plus right. then a um, an Amtrak up to
1: Milwaukee, and then an Uber to Kyle's house.
0: Yeah. So like we could probably get a practice in for like two grand, right? It'd be totally
1: worth it. Yeah. As as long as Chris's <laughs> old-ass dad comes. Oh, a, uh... <laughs>
0: um. So, uh, one thing I wanted to, um, I wanted to discuss on, on this pod, um, one reason that, that I think, uh, I, I get along with you so well, um, and, and that I respect you so much is because, um, like me, just, you just, your motor is so high, you, like, you, Okay, you have your normal job, but you have you have a couple of kids you d j you have your music projects um and um you know, you even find time to do a stupid podcast with you know <laughs> with me um and so just being able to be so productive and like have your side hustles and like um and also like understand that it's really important to find time in life. To do those things that make you happy. And whether or not it's a money making endeavor or not. Right. Which we've both been fortunate to kind of be able to make some side money yep. doing, doing things that we like to do. Um, but yeah, I totally respect that you just always have something going on and you just never quit. And uh,
1: well, uh, us, <clears throat> us Kyles are born as, as natural born hustlers, I think. We just yeah. we keep on moving. And uh yeah you I mean you it's awesome that you're brewing. I mean you're, you know, master brewer, right? Is that the word? I don't know I, what quick.
0: I'm a head brewer. head brewer. I don't like to you no know, okay. say.
1: Right, head yeah. brewer. So you're a head brewer. I'm a uh uh head funeral director. Yeah. Um and uh and we both do music and, and the thing is that if you don't keep uh what makes you happy in life in your life even if you're not making money off it or not you're going to be a miserable person and you're going to do worse at the job that you do you know so like yeah the, the i found the more that i do my music and, and and all that creative stuff what makes me happier therefore i do much better at the job that i like to do but i do much better at it for sure you know the um and the kids are I've got six six year old and two year old and it's it's um uh, it's an interesting point now in life i like about about uh, six or so months ago someone asked me um I think it was when I put up my last record the ten inch vinyl and yeah and um they said uh so what are your what are your goals for the future and it was the first time where like I opened my mouth and nothing came out because I've kind of I set all these goals for myself when I was in my early 20s. Now I'm 35 and uh and I and I've I've met them all.
0: Right. And yeah. so it's this
1: weird little time in my life where where I'm I I've been hustling. I've always been My favorite quote is uh it seems the harder I work, the more luck I have. And so sure. it, the more you're that out makes, there constantly doing stuff I mean it just it makes sense. The more you know? that comes your way, right? Exactly. And so um so that the the thing for me now is like you know I've gotten I'm fifteen years in since I was twenty or whatever, and, and now I've met all the a lot of the goals that I set for myself. So now it's like time to set new goals and
0: you need to reset. Those, and, yeah, and and like, reset and be like, okay, you know I've I've been able to accomplish all these things, and because of that, here I am at this point in my life, and like, what does the next ten years, fifteen years, whatever, look like, and what? with what i've been able to do in the last 10 or 15 years use that as and and how do i springboard and use these resources i've accumulated uh whether it be monetary or just connections or or anything you know um how do i take all that and push forward into like the next phase of my life and you know at this point I don't even know i i might not even know what that is but like how do i figure that out you know
1: i think that's that's i'm uh, that you took the words out of my mouth that's exactly where i'm at you know like uh it's interesting you know you 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 know are so focused and 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 working so you know driven you're very driven and and then you you kind of get there and you've you've arrived at that place that you wanted to get to and it's like huh well it's nice but now what yeah now, what is the question you know it's i don't know i I'm just really uh, uh bleeding out my whole life uh <laughs> life story here on this podcast, so what a couple of beers will do to you yeah but, you know um that's that's where I'm at what what now what next? you know right I mean the funeral home is one thing, and that's I've got that in a good spot and i've I've got vision for that, but that's only like a portion of my life right What about um you know uh the music stuff and and artistic stuff i I started taking piano lessons. That's great. About um, five months ago, four or five months ago now. From uh, who? Anthony Deutsch.
0: Oh, yeah
1: yeah great piano for sure yeah you know, great piano player and and I've hired him uh he's a i don't Anthony must be like twenty three twenty four and I've hired him for gigs since he was like seventeen Because he was you know super talented he's so. not, he's not that young is he yeah oh yeah really Yeah. so I, I,
0: evan used to play with them at the jazz estate like mm-hmm. five years. was he underage playing he there? must have
1: been like nineteen or something oh, Jesus, and so um so anyway, so I'm taking piano lessons from him and I've started writing all my new songs uh, except for one. I've got seven new songs for a full length album and six out of the seven are all composed on piano instead of guitar, which, which pushes my songwriting in a, in a different direction, which is, so that's like one thing. It's like, well, I want to push my songwriting elsewhere and do something yeah. different. But it still hasn't, I'm still like, you know, semi-frustrated at, at uh, what, what do I want to do? You know, it's still, I'm still figuring it out yeah but but that's a step at least it's a baby step
0: (laughs) can i ask um so your your family uh i don't i don't know even for how long has owned furrick funeral home yeah how many generations i'm the fifth you're the fifth generation milwaukee business that is five generations
1: own um when i knew
0: you in high school when we you know we were 17 18 years old whatever did you know you were gonna like? Were you like I'm gonna I'm gonna take over? The, I'm gonna this no. is, this will be mine. This is what I want to do. <laughs> this will or, all be mine. Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, but like but so I most people don't have like a family business thing right. that as an option to like go into. Um, did like uh, when did you know like I you know this makes sense and uh, I want to keep so this going it's a you know
1: yeah so so my dad's super cool yeah yeah for sure and uh and he he uh when we were at dominican like especially like you know senior year i'd work there like go there after school you know fill up mint dishes get get vans washed that kind of stuff and and then um i just always had that as an opportunity as like a side job so like while i was going to college I always worked there part-time. Uh, Weren't you in Oshkosh? I went to Oshkosh for one year. Oh. Then I went to UW-Milwaukee for a semester. Okay, okay. Got a 1.8. Told my grandma that I was going to drop out because I was like, this is just... This and then you
0: went to Cardinal Stritch. Then I was at Cardinal Stritch. Yeah.
1: And so uh, my grandma helped me out and uh, was like, well, go check out Cardinal Stritch. And so I did, and so I rolled there. And I went from a 1.8 at UWM to a 3.8 at Cardinal Stritch the next semester.
0: Because... The small classrooms cared just, about you, yeah. It was yeah, a small yeah. classroom,
1: like Dominican. We, we, all, we went to Catholic right. grade schools, mm-hmm. so I was used to that small classroom environment. And so, all of a sudden, it was like, boom, I get this, I can do this, yeah. So, um, so anyway, so went there. What we're we talking about,
0: <laughs> well, we were talking about when you. When did you figure out when you knew... Right, so then, like,
1: then my dad, so, so I always worked there. My dad was, was um, he never pressured me. He said, you know, you want to do anything, do, do whatever you want to do. So I graduated from Cardinal Stritch. Mm-hmm. I got, um, uh, uh, I, got a, I, I graduated and I was like, I had a major in marketing and a minor in music. And I thought, I thought, well, I've always worked with the family business. I should try something different just because I should, right? So I went into uh, radio sales at WKLH. And worked there for three months. And was that rough? Oh, my God. It was so rough. Like, sales is just not my thing. Like, yeah, I'm, you know, I like yeah. I like people. I like mm-hmm. to work with people. Um, I like to give them whatever, you know, like I like to give them all the options and let them choose what's going to work best for them. Yeah. Not try to, like, you know. Hard, s-
0: no hard sell. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's not. So, after three months, I quit. Went back to the funeral home. <laughs> went back to the funeral home. And... Uh, and then from there, I, I've 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 always been there, and I've always been I've always felt comfortable there, right? Yeah, always felt comfortable working there. Uh, and then two thousand uh, like thirteen, fourteen, I thought, well, you know, I'm not a licensed funeral director because you have to go back to school to be licensed to be a funeral director. So I um uh, went, you know went back to MATC and yeah. took some, uh, prereqs and then, uh, did a year long program and an apprenticeship. And then I became a licensed female director and started doing that in like 16. So anyway, so it's just been this like very natural, slow progression, right? Right. Where it's like, I don't feel, um, you know, I, I never felt pressure to do it and it just, it felt natural and felt comfortable. And so I, here I am. You know? Yeah, but I like it. I like carrying on fifth generation of the family business. That's a cool thing in Milwaukee. You know, yeah,
0: that that's so great. 2016
1: yeah. was our 120th, so it's uh, 123 years now.
0: That's amazing,
1: and uh, so that's pretty cool. That in and of itself is the same is really location
0: cool. the whole time. No, no.
1: 1933, my great grandpa built that one in Shorewood, which yeah. is where we're at. Wow! And so I've got some really cool plans for what I want to do with the with the company. You know, in this in this industry that is changing, the funeral industry. It's not like you know. Every family goes in and buys a casket and has cemetery, and right. it's a very changing industry. And so, um, how do we adapt with that and give society what you know, what what they what they would. Want to get out of it nowadays? Yeah. So I'm I'm doing a bunch of different things with the company to to bring it kind of up to speed in that realm, and that's that's a fun, cool challenge in and of itself. Like to, but it was very it was very uh, tough. Like when you're in a, in an industry that is is kind of changing, you get very like overwhelmed. Like oh my god, what the fuck am I gonna do? Right? Yeah. But once the idea came to me i was like oh this is this is what i'm gonna do and this will this will please everyone
0: right and so
1: now i'm I'm kind of carrying out that vision which is cool so it's not as stressful anymore as mm-hmm. it used to be thinking about like what am i gonna do mm-hmm. and that's just like life right like i'm you know like i, I started taking piano lessons that's one step and we'll see what the next phases of music bring and and creativity bring
0: yeah i um i haven't um, gotten back into lessons but what I have uh started doing is um you know for such a long time I just i I was the drummer for Delta routine you know and um and since that has kind of faded out um years ago um you know I have I have another band with Silver Fox and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And recently it's been a lot of fun. I've started playing with a friend of mine, Ricky, and he's really into um he's got this just massive like pedal board setup and he really is, is he knows how to utilize yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's the key. So doing loops. Right. Um doing I mean he's even got a synth for his guitar. Like I mean he's got uh all this cool stuff. And, but, but besides like, besides kind of experimenting more with, instead of just trying to be in a band that's going to play out, like we've just been experimenting with sounds and like trying to figure out some cool stuff. And there's no, there's no pressure to do anything besides just be creative. yeah And that's fun. And then I've also recently started, um, uh... Picking up the guitar myself and like trying yeah, you to, used to also. When we first
1: met, you used to play.
0: Yeah, and I just really just, uh, you know, for probably 15 years, hardly ever would pick it up because I was so busy with work and life and, 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 well, drums. I mean, Delta, we would, you know, for at least half a decade, you know, we were in this pocket of playing probably 100 to 100. 25 dates a year mm-hmm. and practicing so We're you know missing. that's multiple shows a week you know uh, if you average it out you know i mean we would have like you know we would have a weekend here and then have a couple of weeks off and then right, you right, know, right, right, have right. A, and a weekend warrior and then multiple times a year go on like one or two week stints you know um so for five
1: years it was it was pretty much that intense for like
0: five to seven years it was over a hundred dates a year and so, um, that coupled with, you know, you're on the road doing that stuff. You're not like making like no money where you can pay your rent. So then, like, you got to super hustle when you're at home. And you, and then sometimes you know you're like, well, I, I have to stay at this job I don't really like, and it doesn't pay that great. But they never give me shit when I want to leave town and go to play fucking. Music, and so, uh, you know, I don't like this job, but whatever, you know. Anyway, so all your time gets sucked up because, like, you're like, well, when I'm in town, i got to, like, really work so then I can go and do this other thing uh, and go on the road and be gone whenever I want and not have anyone hassle me about it. So I was so busy. I never, um, I just did not have time to pick up a guitar, you know. And I finally uh, now have had a little more free time and, and now I have the house and, and it's easier to sit down and it, but it's been great because, you know, sometimes you just, uh, as a drummer, sometimes I would have these ideas that would never get like realized. Um, cause it was just like, all right, well, I'm not, I'm not the primary songwriter and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna this. like take this and develop it into a song. And that's not how this band that I'm in operates. But now I'm like, okay, you know, I'm in a few more different, like, creative Mm -hmm. situations. And I'm like, well, I don't have to develop a song. But if I come up with a cool lick or, like, a hook or, like, a riff here and there or just in a concept, I could be like, hey, here, I kind of recorded this. Uh, This is what I'm thinking. But, like, I'm not very good at playing guitar. So, you here. Take what I did here, right. and like you do this, and but I have a drum part in mind for it, and then you, you know, as a you, drummer, I can still like at least come up with these concepts that I want to like have someone else play my concept so I can play drums to it. You yep. know what I'm saying?
1: We we did um, uh, uh, not quite that, but we did uh, something like that in Wake Up Clayton. You had uh, one of your songs that you played guitar on, and I played drums on. Do you remember what it was called? no KC's special sauce really oh yeah it was like it was like i a don't blues, remember this it was like a blues driven uh oh, wow. thing that you play guitar on and i don't know if someone's saying i can't quite remember but um uh but it it was called KC's special sauce really that's funny <laughs> and uh I also, when you, when, you were, when you were talking, I was thinking that, uh, you know, you're hustling, right? Yeah. And I remember, like, a really cool thing about you was that when we both graduated high school, you were, like, the first one out of all of our friends who had an apartment. Like, a week after high school, you got your own place. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, everyone would come uh, over and party at your place. Yeah, like I you just know?
0: needed a party pad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But that was, that was, uh, man, that was, that was pretty cool. Like, so we were, we were in the band and that was something we graduated. We, and we, we, played, remember we played at like our graduation dinner and all this shit. And I remember playing,
0: yeah, it was that in the gym. Yeah. It was in the gym. Oh God. It was so just cavernous and, uh, muddy, muddy as
1: shit. So, but it, I remember we, we had graduated, and then, like, all of a sudden you had this pad, and, like, we were all going over there and hanging. It was just, that, that was super cool.
0: Yeah, that was fun. That was super yeah. cool.
1: I was just on my way to go to Oshkosh, uh, which which was not super cool. It was not fun. But that's well, just my personal take, yeah. right? I came back. Sure. To, I came back to Milwaukee toot sweet. Yeah. And uh, enjoyed my time here. I love Milwaukee.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. Good beer, good people.
0: Yeah. What do you want? Well... Is there any, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to delve into?
1: I don't think, I think, I think we've covered a good, good spectrum of, uh, information that people should really know about us. for sure. About the Kyles. Yeah.
0: Um, so anyway, um, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap it up here, but, um, for sure, if anyone's listening, that's like, um... Middle age or older, you should definitely go check out uh talk to Kyle at, at Furyk Funeral Homes. Get that funeral pre planned. Um, do it. I mean, it, it's important. It's, it's
1: always gonna help your family. They're always you know, every anytime that, that someone comes in and everything's pre arranged, family's always like, Oh, thank god they did that. Never um, a bad thing. If uh
0: if you're bored one night, check out his music schedule. Absolutely. Um, Kyle plays all around town, and uh, it's a wonderful show. Maybe one of these days he'll ask me to play drums for a show. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't <laughs> read music, so I can't. I can't be in your corral of musicians. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll jam again. Uh, that'll slide me in one yeah. time, maybe. Anyway, um, I thanks thanks for coming by. Yeah, and, man, and Doing thanks. the pod, and uh, good time. maybe maybe we'll do another one. You know, is, sometime down the road. This is
1: good therapy for me.
0: It's great. Anyway, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, this is uh, episode three of Kyle's Dope-Ass Pod. Uh, couple of Kyles hanging out with Kyle Fierick. And uh, that's it. We'll see you again next time. Cheers.